In a global industry where anything can happen, where mistakes cost much more than dollars, we bring you expertise from around the world to ensure that everyone goes home safe every day. The internationally acclaimed Oil & Gas HSE podcast starts now with your host, Russell Stewart. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the internationally acclaimed OGGN HSE podcast, heard in over 100 countries. If you appreciate this podcast, and we've had a lot of really nice comments and likes on LinkedIn lately, then thank and support our sponsor, Endress and Hauser. Endress and Hauser is a global leader in measurement instrumentation, services, and solutions for industrial process engineering. They provide process solutions for flow measurement, level, pressure, temperature analytics, and much more, optimizing processes and efficiency, safety, and environmental impact. They serve many industries across the globe, including a focus in oil and gas. Anderson Hauser, the people for process automation. And along these lines, we have on the show today two experts from Anderson Hauser. The first one is Alan Garza. Alan, thanks for coming on today. Hey, Russ. Thanks for having me. Well, Alan, as I said, you are with Anderson Hauser. You're actually at the U.S. based home office, correct? Correct, correct. Out of Indiana. That's uh, around Bloomington, right? Yes, sir. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your title and function. Definitely. So I'm a product marketing manager at Anderson Hauser, specifically focusing on gas analysis or advanced analysis. I have the pleasure of working with tunable dial laser absorption spectroscopy, quartz fluorescence, and a little bit of Raman spectroscopy. So really cool, innovative technology. Yeah, it really is. And we're going to talk about some of that today. Then also joining us is Sam Miller. Sam, are you sitting next to Alan for this interview? No, actually, I'm in California right now. In California, Southern California? Yep. What's the weather like? Maybe a little better than it is in Bloomington? The weather is really nice right now. After this, I'm going to go to the beach. <laughs> actually, oh, yeah. Well, it's not quite beach. Well, it almost is beach weather here in Texas. This is what we call a Chamber of Commerce Day here in Southeast Texas. You bring people in from all over the place and you say, hey, the weather's like this every day. <laughs> not. Well, Sam, thanks for taking the time as well. I'm especially excited about having you on the show today because I want everyone listening to know that while Neil Armstrong was the first man on the moon, I understand you were the first man on Mars. <laughs> well, not quite. But the, the company does come from JPL spinoff. Wait, wait, wait. Now, what's a JPL spinoff? JPL is a jet propulsion laboratory from Caltech, and it's a NASA entity. And NASA, actually, because it's funded by taxpayers, they want to spin off technologies that are developed. And we are a success story of that, actually. And so what you told me is, is you just, from this jet propulsion uh, height, you dropped into the oil and gas industry? Yeah. I didn't come from JPL, but when I came to the company, we were just a startup and the company had just formed and become its own entity after spinning off of the JPL technology. And it was formed by people from JPL. Okay. So you dropped into the oil and gas industry actually with a great safety analyzer specifically related to natural gas pipelines, right? That's right. Well, this is significant, folks, because of how vital natural gas is, as we all, of course, know. But natural gas is transported through pipelines. And unfortunately, there are 6,300 pipeline incidents per year including oil, liquids, and gas. Fortunately, these are not all explosions, so many of them are environmental issues rather than a safety one. But there have been devastating explosions in recent history. 
And often a contributing factor to pipeline ruptures is moisture. Isn't that right? That's exactly right. That's an event that big one happened early in the history of Spectra sensors. And the fact that the company involved was working with us at the time helped them a lot to prove to the government that they had been doing everything they could to improve measurements in the natural gas pipeline. Okay, and so let's talk specifically about how you do that. Well, we use tunable diode laser absorption spectroscopy, which is a, a long word. Mm, wait a minute, go say that again. We typically refer to it as TDLAS. It's a spectrometer that uses a laser. So it sounds very complicated because it comes from NASA, but it's actually a pretty simple device. You have a light source. It's like a laser beam that you would see on a laser pointer, but it's a wavelength that you can't see. So it's an infrared laser beam. You shine that through a tube that the gas is passing through, and you analyze the light after it passes through the gas. And from that, you can determine how much moisture is in the gas or H2S or CO2. We do that same technique for different analytes that we measure. And so that that moisture, obviously, that's what contributes to the corrosion aspect of it all. Exactly. So if you have a little bit of oxygen and moisture and H2S and CO2, those things can combine in the pipeline and create acids that will eat the steel, create pitting, and eventually could cause a rupture. And if there's an ignition source nearby, then you have a fire and you have severe danger and potential loss of life. And so this is why the Department of Transportation controls the, the limits of those contaminants in pipeline gas and why there's contractual agreements between buyers and sellers of gas to prevent those contaminants from being in the gas. Yeah, and especially H2S is a deadly gas that can leak out. Yes, H2S, typically you don't have enough H2S to be poisonous, but it does happen. You can get H2S levels right out of the ground that are deadly to people. So it has to be removed for that reason as well. And then you also have biogas and biomethane? Yeah, biogas and biomethane. The difference between those is biogas is the gas that comes out of, for example, a digester. And a digester is where you put in biomaterial from farm waste and wastewater and that kind of thing. And it emits methane. Once you clean it up, they call it biomethane. And that methane can be injected into a pipeline. But before you inject that biomethane into a, a pipeline that's going to go and be used for the public consumption, it has to go through the same stringent cleanup and quality analysis before it's allowed into the network. Okay, so this TDLAS or whatever that acronym was you that it. you used since since we can't pronounce what you just said, you actually have a, a safety analyzer and I think you call it the J22, is that right? J22 is the model number of a new analyzer that was launched this year. And it does moisture measurement in natural gas. Yes, that's correct. And of course, moisture measurement at the end of the day is for the purposes of safety, public safety and asset protection as well. Okay, so let's talk about what makes a great safety analyzer. So talk through the ease of serviceability for J22 and let's talk about the recent launch of that. What's going sure. on? Well, one of the things that you really need to take care of when you have analyzers all over your pipeline network, they're hundreds of miles apart from each other. A company can have a fleet of 50 or 100 of these analyzers. And so being able to check the health of the analyzer and diagnose any issues that are happening is really important. You want to be able to do that remotely or on site, and you want that to be a fairly easy and straightforward thing to do. So the J22 has 
very good diagnostics ever seen before. This is a new product with new technology. And you can connect a laptop or a user or a tablet or something like that to the analyzer, and it has its own web server. And with that web server, you open up a standard web browser and you can get into the analyzer and do health checks, see what's going on, make adjustments. In some cases, that's required on a monthly basis by the Department of Transportation and and for customers to document those health checks on a regular basis and file them. Okay. So when you say you can do this remotely, is this some kind of app you put on your computer or you put on your iPad or what? It's not really an app, so to speak. It's more the communication protocol that's used by the analyzer. Natural gas companies typically use something like either Modbus RTU or Modbus TCP. And that all that is is a protocol or a language that is spoken between their computer systems or their, they call it DCS, which is a distributed control system, and our analyzer and other instrumentation. So it's basically communicating over a network. And that network can be wireless at some points, or it's commonly done over satellite, where you have communications going out into the field. Because remember, your headquarters is in one place, but your assets are all over the state or interstate. And so they need satellite communications and that kind of thing to talk to everything. So you've launched this thing specifically in midstream with different companies, or or how's how's this working out right now? It's certified for class one div one, which means it can be used very close to a pipeline and it's used all over the world. And it's used mainly in either in production, in custody transfer, in gas storage, like underground gas storage or in distribution networks. So pretty much the whole value chain from production all the way to distribution, including gas processing, where they take out the moisture and they want to verify the moisture content after it's been processed. So you guys are definitely the leaders in natural gas pipelines for the most accurate and reliable measurement instrumentation. Yes, we've been doing this for 20 years. We brought TDL to the market, and now it's an accepted practice. Everybody trusts the technology in the industry very much so. And, you know, it came from, like I said earlier, from NASA, and now it's being used in the natural gas pipelines. So how does NASA use it? NASA was using it to measure water in atmospheric applications like Earth atmosphere and Mars atmosphere. So they put TDL analyzers on Mars rovers, they land them, and they look for water on the planet. That goes back to our Mars reference we were talking about. Yeah, exactly. That was that was where the technology was being applied prior to our spinoff. I think probably people would be surprised. Uh, there's a lot of technology that we use today that came from NASA. So that's one of the things maybe we're getting our money's worth from our tax dollars. <laughs> yeah. So you say you've been doing this for 20 years. I bet it looked a whole lot different 20 years ago. I haven't been with a company for 20 years, but I have been with a company for 16. When I first started, we were growing very fast. We had a limited number of products at the time, and we were kind of busting out of the, our seams, so to speak, because we were in a smaller facility. And then we moved to a city called Rancho Cucamonga in California. And we've been there ever since 2008 and going strong. So I hate to talk about deadly pipeline explosions, but with your technology and all of that, can you tell us some success stories about how you've maybe helped prevent some of these? Definitely. I mean, we've had customers, and I won't mention customers' names just because that wouldn't be good, 
But we have had customers who called us in and they knew they had a problem with the whole network of moisture analyzers that were just unreliable. And at the bottom line of it is they want to meet their contracts and they don't want to have lawsuits on their hands. So we came in and outfitted whole pipelines in our early days with these moisture analyzers. And now we're using the J22 to improve the technology. The basics of the technology is the same, but now we have much better in terms of diagnostics and repairability, which makes the analyzer easier for a technician to be able to handle and use in the field. So walk us through how that technician does this. Well, there could be two possibilities. The main thing that'll happen is you'll go into the field and you'll check an analyzer, see if it's okay. And if everything's healthy. And so they just want to do a health check, but the analyzer will do its own internal health check and literally tell you I'm okay. But if you want to run a report, it's a very simple procedure that gives you a verification report and it goes through all of the subsystems, checks the voltage ranges or the amperage or whatever the criteria is for each of the systems within the analyzer and tells you the value of where it stands today and and whether it passes or not. And it generates a PDF document with a date and you can enter the technician who triggered the report, the location of where it is and file that piece of paper, which is very important for record keeping. The other scenario would be that something is wrong and you have to figure out what's wrong and you want that process to be as fast as possible because you don't want that asset to be down. You want to get it up and running as quickly as possible. One of the other big improvements we have made is in the repairability of the analyzer where everything is modularly designed such that if anything fails, it's easy to replace it in the field with normal hand tools. You don't have to be a a scientist or a 10-year veteran to understand how to replace something on the analyzer. It's very simple to do. That's got to make it a great asset from that feature itself. So going back to this company, you said they realized that they did not have a reliable network. How do you know if you have a reliable network? A big competing technology for measuring moisture in natural gas, well, there's two. One is a chilled mirror. A chilled mirror is a device where you literally are flooding a mirror with gas, cooling that mirror until you see condensation. And when you see condensation, you measure the temperature. And that tells you the dew point of the water. It's a primary measurement and it works when it works, but it's very subjective because the operator has to understand what they're looking at. And the fact of the matter is over the last couple of decades, those types of skill sets have been going away and gas operators have been more and more reliant on the manufacturers of the equipment to do their own diagnostics because they don't have the staff that has those years of experience necessarily to do that kind of work. The other technology is electrochemical cells, which are, it's a method of measuring capacitance or reflectivity inside of a sensor and reading the concentration based on a physical property change that's on a sensor that's contacting the natural gas. The problem with that is natural gas has a lot of things in it that can contaminate. It'll contaminate typical measurement cells like that. And so the cell itself becomes deactivated and you don't really know that the calibration is off or that the cell is not working anymore. And so what ends up happening is the whole industry, especially a couple of decades ago, or even a decade ago, they just didn't trust moisture analyzers at all. The whole industry kind of understood that they weren't reliable. And so they would allow 
gas to flow, even if the moisture analyzer was telling them not to, because they knew that the moisture analyzer was not trustworthy. Now, when you put a TDL into that same application, they know that analyzer is reading correctly and they trust it. There's no question. And they'll shut a pipe in, they'll shut a valve off and shut out a producer based on that reading instantly. Okay, so there you go, folks. If you have anything to do with pipelines and you haven't talked to these guys about this great analyzer that they've got, this is your opportunity to do so because we'll definitely put Alan and Sam's LinkedIn URL contact information in the show notes. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here. This is either what makes me a great podcast host or maybe a not so great one. You know, Lawyers aren't supposed to ask questions they don't already know the answers to, but we've been talking about natural gas here. You know, what about oil or other liquids that are transported through pipelines? There are quality standards related to oil, and Andres and Hauser works in oil and gas industry with lots of liquids, but SpectraSensors equipment is all gas. And we do also work in LNG applications, which is a liquid, but it's considered to be part of the gas side of the industry. And we do compositional measurements in LNG. But on the oil side, we do a lot of level pressure and flow measurements to keep, I mean, there's a huge safety topic behind that as well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah. <laughs> and as we always say, Anderson Hauser is your reliable source for all these sort of things. So you specifically are natural gas and LNG. And then, of course, the Anderson Hauser has other applications for the other liquids that we were talking about. Correct. Okay. All right. Hey, Russell, let me break in there for a little second. Essentially, just want to talk about, you know, the acquisition of spectra sensors in 2012. Essentially, we know that they were a leading global provider of laser-based process instrumentation. We knew about the JPL. And, you know, we wanted to utilize that great technology in our portfolio. And Anderson Hauser is wildly known in many industries for being a provider in flow meters, in pressure sensors, temperatures, level. And one of the things that makes us great is the investment in R&D. So the R&D has specialized not only in the measurement of fluids, of gases, of contaminants, but also in the way the human interfaces with the technology. So the ProMass uses a ProLine transmitter, which was then adopted to the J22. So just wanted to add that in there that not only do we have the powerhouse laser-based technology that SpectraSensors provided, but we combined it with the Anderson Hauser ProLine transmitter. So we were able to magnify that human and machine interface with this technology. So it's good stuff. So SpectraSensor was, and their technology and all this, this was acquired by Anderson Hauser? Correct. So the company was acquired in 2012 and essentially has been part of Anderson Hauser. Guys, this has been very interesting. Anything else you want to add before we start signing off here? That's me asking questions I don't know the answer to. <laughs> I guess the only thing that I would add is we talked mostly about the J22 and moisture. And I, thank you, Alan, for jumping in because that was a good, really good point that we are taking advantage of a third generation controller that we wouldn't have been able to do as quickly by ourselves. And now we've got the benefit of our technology and the benefit of the ProLine. But we also do H2S and oxygen measurement and CO2 measurement in the same applications. And they're all equally important to do those measurements for gas quality control for the same reasons. It's all about corrosion protection and public safety and asset protection. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially H2S. That's 
<laughs> That's deadly stuff. Yep. Scary one. All right. Well, gentlemen, again, I appreciate you coming on the show. As I said, it's been very interesting. As I also said, we'll be sure to include your LinkedIn contact information in the show notes so anyone listening can contact either of you directly for even more details. And I want to thank everyone for listening. And again, remind you, this podcast would not be possible if it were not for our sponsor, Anderson Hauser. Please tell them thank you for sponsoring the show by going to our OGGN Anderson Hauser website, which you can find a link to in the show notes and register for our monthly giveaway there. Also, follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter and that contact info you can find in the show notes. Finally, you can find in the show notes my LinkedIn contact info where you can message me. Please let me know what you are enjoying about the show and suggestions for content you might like to hear. Also, if you're looking for a speaker for a conference or meeting, you can contact me about having one from our OGGN Speakers Bureau, including Mark LaCour and yours truly. Please tune in again next week for another episode of Anderson Hauser's Oil & Gas HSE Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Anderson Hauser is your reliable U.S.-based partner for measurement instrumentation services and solutions. We are your people for process automation. Please leave us a review on iTunes, like us on LinkedIn, and use all of your social networking to tell your friends about us. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, Russell. Hey, everybody. It's Savannah from OGGN, and here are the events on deck for May 2021. This month, we have four events, but if you'd like the full list, you can click the link in the show notes to sign up for our online events newsletter. We send it out every month, and it includes more info about the events I talk about here. We even include events that occur two months ahead of time, so if you're interested in always staying in the loop about oil and gas events, make sure to check that out. First up, we have our in-person event, which is the 20 YPO's Networking Mixer at the Houston Club on May 25th. Next, we have our three online events, the Post-Industrial Summit Series from May 4th to June 22nd, the Data Fabric and Data Ops webinar on May 5th, and the Maritime Career Day hosted by Women Offshore on May 21st. Other than these events, OGGN has a live stream this month titled Identifying and Evaluating Advantage Oil Projects on May 5th. So make sure to check that out on our Facebook, LinkedIn, or OGGN.com for more information. You can also find more information about that or any of the live streams or events we have coming up also on Facebook, LinkedIn, or OGGN.com. If you have any questions about these events or any of our shows, make sure to reach out to me through my email in the show notes. That's all for May. I hope you guys have a great month and thanks for tuning in. Tune in next week for another engaging episode of the Oil & Gas HSE podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.